The fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, and welcome to Fantasy in General. Welcome to the Fig Pod. And I even asked before I hit record. You ready? This is the first time in many weeks that that in, has occurred. I think 46 episodes now. Pretty darn. Yeah, pretty darn. Whatever that means. Pretty darn what close. Is, well, yeah, but... Okay. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Okay, golly. well, Bobby's back. You guys got to hear my sweet voice last week. Yes. Um, I know that everybody loved it about me droning on about um, Fantastic Beasts and how everybody needs to watch it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And I did. But before we get into that, how was your spring break? It was very good. Yeah? Yeah. Relaxing? It was fairly relaxing, yeah. Went to visit family in Colorado, Mm -hmm. which we do a few times a year Mm -hmm. generally, and it was really nice. Good. Nice to get away. Yeah. How was your spring break? It was good. Uh, We visited, well, at first, the first day of spring break, I did not, I barely left my bed because I just wanted to lay there kind of thing. Fair uh, mentally draining yeah. beforehand and it just felt good to have that weight lifted off of my shoulders <laughs> for 10 days. Cuz you got a break from uh work and work from school. Work and school, yeah. Work which is and pretty school. Awesome. And I and I worked my booty off to be able to not have to think about anything during spring break. That so, is a fantastic feeling. Yeah. So that felt great. And then we visited family. Well, we saw... So we saw a couple movies, actually. Okay. So we saw Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yeah. Critically acclaimed. Is it critically acclaimed? No. No. I mean, maybe. Have you looked up Rotten Tomatoes? No. The first Sonic the Hedgehog, I think, did pretty well. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Jim Carrey definitely thought that it was going to at that Oscar uh, ceremony where he got kicked out, remember? He got kicked out? Well, he got asked to like move to like a, a further back row or something. This Is this recent? No, no. It was when the first Sonic the Hedgehog came out. And one of his rebuttals to Andy Sandberg asking him to please leave was him saying, I have a movie coming out, Sonic. And it's really? like, oh, well, I don't think. Audience, 97%. Oh, it was enjoyable. It was definitely enjoyable. You saw the picture of that's my son, for, that's right? That's for Sonic 2. 2, yeah. yeah. You saw the picture of my son, right? Yes, did I did. Did you see it? Yeah, so he clearly was terrified at some point. He had a look of great concern on yes. his face. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, everybody else had a look of just pleasant viewing. Right. Yeah, so it, I I wish I knew what scene that picture was taken. But, um, 
yeah, it was okay. It was, I mean, whatever. That guy, though, the movie. main character in it, though, that guy just loves those kinds of movies. Um, James Marsden? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he's in, like, Hop. He's in... Uh, What's Hop? Uh, it's like a rabbit. The first movie. Sonic the Hedgehog gets wow. a 93% from audiences. I'd, well, here was the bummer for me about it, is I had never seen the first one. Oh. So, yeah. You know, what are you going to do? So, <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, but then we went to Knott's Berry Farm and then visited family for Easter. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, nice. Overall, nice spring break. Yeah. Good. Enjoyable. I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you Same got a break, you. too. Thank you. Same for you. I'm trying to look up the Rotten Tomatoes for... For, yeah. Okay. So, should we talk about that one first? Sure. Yeah, go for it. So, I saw a movie. Bobby saw a movie. Yes. Okay? Different movies. So, this is going to be spoiler free. Uh Uh-huh. Okay? Um, We're going to do our best. We're going to do our best. I saw, with my husband, uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Okay. As promised. The day that it came out. I want to just really quick say my level of commitment in that I was at Knott's Berry Farm all day that day. Okay. And got back to the house at 8 p.m. and went to the 8.30 p.m. showing. Wow. So That's a quick I'm just turnaround. Saying, yeah. I'm just saying it, committed. That is committed. You know? Yes, absolutely. Um. Okay. So this is... How do I start? Okay, people didn't like Crimes of Grindelwald, okay? That's really, or Gr- Grindelwald is how, I guess, if you're fancy. Do they say that in the movie? Uh, Grindelwald? Yeah, I guess. I've never heard them say that, yeah. but anyways. Uh, so, and I just didn't understand the hate for it. I thought that I followed it pretty well. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, And people like this one much more. Than Crimes of Grindelwald, okay, and I did. It was enjoy an enjoyable movie, um, and I left like, wow, that was great, that was super awesome. But then you start to really think about it, mm-hmm. and you start to have more questions. Like I found myself googling a lot of things to try to get clarity of it, and here is my best interpretation of what happened. I would imagine because I'm not this person i would imagine that somebody that watched harry potter without reading the books had the same level of questions but they had books to go back to if they wanted details okay Uh, and this does not have yeah and this doesn't have a book i wish there was a book i guess did you have questions because it was that the, the plot was convoluted and more complex than maybe you originally thought? Or is there just, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out I, another way to answer, ask I felt, this. I felt that they tried to make the movie very basic, but they also tried to pack a lot into the movie and a lot of things weren't thoroughly explained or just kind of tossed to the side or tied with a bow that wasn't super satisfying but okay so then here i guess would be my next question because i think you've mentioned before that when they started this they've intended to make five films yes 
are there questions that were posed in this film that could be answered in a future film? Yeah, yes, I think so. I think that this film left off to where if it was the last one, it would be okay. Okay. Um, but the the conclusion of, I mean, you know what happens between D- Dumbledore and Grindelwald, ultimately, from yeah. Harry Potter, yeah. you know? Um it, it leaves, I guess, that open in a way. Um, okay. Which you don't really need that because you know what happens. Um, but. True. Yeah. So it was kind of a strange. Yeah. I liked it. I just felt like a lot, a lot of stuff. Ha- I would like to see it again. Yeah. I would like to see it again. Knowing what I know now. So that I could re-watch it um, to maybe try to make more sense of things that happened. Okay. That I makes feel sense. like it was a lot packed into that movie. How long was it? Was it a long film? Uh, I think a little over two hours. Oh, that's not too not, bad. Not Harry Potter long. Not like but two and a half or no, two hours and 45 no. minutes? I think yeah. it was like a little bit over two hours or something like that. Okay. Um, Lots of action? Yeah, a lot of action, which made it very... It did make it enjoyable. It wasn't a slow movie by any means. Um Mads Mikkelsen did an excellent job. Very good. Um, And in a weird way to where he's so different from Johnny Depp. He's a different actor. He's a more intense actor. That's the thing. Where Johnny Depp was, I feel, a more chaotic, Voldemort-esque Grindelwald. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and he clearly is very calculated. Yes. In his head. And You're because talking about of Mads that, Mikkelsen? Yeah, I'm sorry, Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. And just puts off that persona just by his him looking at you. <laughs> like you're terrified. He has very yeah, yes, intense a, eyes. Yeah. And um yeah, so it's very different. And, yeah, so, and they didn't super explain why he was different, so that was kind of weird. They just kind of made, they, they kind of like did they it. did with uh, Dumbledore in the Harry Potter films. When Richard Harris passes, Michael Gambon replaces him, and they just, you just go with it. Yeah, but I feel like it's different. Like, you would have needed maybe an explanation for this. Because, pure, almost because purely Depp because... Because Well... And because Colin Farrell played Grindelwald and he changed his appearance for a reason. That's so, true. I mean, it would have been an easy out, really. No, that's true. So, yeah. So, like, that happened before without the intention of that happening again, but it did. Yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, that's true. That makes yeah. it a little bit trickier with yeah. Grindelwald, yeah. Yeah, but um, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I did. There were funny parts. There were um, sad parts, parts that made you think. Um, yeah, it was good. Action-packed, so. I think, can I ask this question without it being a spoiler? Maybe. If it is a spoiler, then I won't answer it. Does it take, do any, do? are there a significant number of scenes that take place at a certain institute of learning? Um, no. No? Uh. Oh. A couple. Are you talking about Hogwarts? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's not a spoiler. Uh, you're there a couple, but not as much as the previews indicate. Okay, yeah. The previews almost make it seem like half this movie's at Hogwarts. And that was 
marketing because they were terrified of this movie tanking. Hmm. Like, okay, so, oh, before Sonic, there was a trailer for Secrets of Dumbledore. And it was the weirdest trailer that made it so obvious that they're reaching with this franchise because it went through like a solid 30 seconds of look at all of these Harry Potter memories going through Hogwarts and showing clips of the films. Yeah. And then saying, do you love that? Well, here's the new one. Oh. Yes. Interesting. Like saying, if you love Harry Potter, this is a Harry Potter film. Please come. There's also (laughs) been, I think... Four or five years between this film and the last. Yeah. So they're trying to generate new interest. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, that wasn't, I don't know. To me, that didn't matter. I was going to go see it regardless. Um, Sure, but you're a diehard. Yeah. And they've also got to reach people who are just kind of periphery fans. No, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But I think overall, it was kind of just a feeling of, oh, well, I want to go back to the book and and reread it. Mm -hmm. But But you can't. So... Yeah, you know, so that's I, true. That's that's the best way that I could, I guess, relate it to, you know, to where you're kind of confused about certain things. So, yeah, I was Googling different things and stuff like. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. But overall, what is it? Critics give it a what? Whopping 48. 48. Okay. Which is better than Crimes of Grindelwald. It is. Yeah. It says that the secrets of Dumbledore avoids some of the pitfalls that plagued its predecessor, but lacks much of the magic that drew audiences into the wizarding world many movies ago. Hmm. But audiences give it a... 85. So audiences are much kinder than the critics... Here's here's what this movie had, okay? Mm-hmm. Over crimes, I, I don't get the intense amount of hate for number two. Agreed. I I don't understand it, I guess. But this movie definitely had more Fantastic Beasts. Oh, really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because the second one didn't really. Not a ton. It was no. more wizardy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this one definitely focused a bit, went back to that a bit more. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, Jude Law. What are you? What are you gonna do? Oh, you know? gracious! What are you gonna do? So. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. Very cool. But okay. the secrets of Dumbledore were interesting. Oh, they are revealed. Mm-hmm. I'll bet they are. That's a man of many secrets. Yes. I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. Many secrets. <laughs> many. Plural, <laughs> not just one. Okay, people. Secrets of yeah. Dumbledore. Yes, many secrets. Um, yeah, so that's my review. Oh, very cool. And I hope that others went to see it, or if not, um, do, because a box office mojo is not looking so hot. It didn't, yeah, they didn't have a strong it, opening. It did less than I thought. They didn't so, have a strong opening. Yeah. But yeah. maybe that'll change since audiences are giving it stronger, yeah, sp- stronger yeah. reviews. No, like, I, I mean, it but. was a very enjoyable, action-packed movie, so it, it was. It was good. Okay. Very good. Yep. All right. So what movie did you see? So I saw that was recently released on HBO Max. Do it in the voice. Which, which one? You know. The one. Oh, that one? Yeah. The Batman. <laughs> Perfect. It's not who I am, but what I do that <laughs> defines me. Um, 
Oh, thank you, Christian. But I did see The Batman. Okay. Starring one Robert Pattinson. Yes. And I must say. Oh, yeah. He he rocks it. Yeah. He's what real was, good. What was our uh, fantasy glow up? He had a glow up. He did have a glow up. Yep. Yes, he did. Uh, he, he does did a... did well. You, and you took him seriously. He's very good. He is a very good Batman slash Bruce Wayne. That's what I was going to ask. He's a good Bruce Wayne? He is. He's a very dark and mysterious and more of a loner Bruce Wayne than even Christian Bale. Christian Bale in no. the third movie plays kind of a hermit. Yeah. Um, but in previous in the previous movies, he like, like in a social, uh, like in the Dark Knight, he's a playboy, yeah. billionaire playboy. Yeah. Um, and he plays that a little bit in Batman Begins. This one, Robert Pattinson, very um, reclusive. Okay. Very okay. reclusive, Bruce Wayne. Okay. Rarely goes out. Um, he is a hundred percent focused on being the Batman. Okay. And. I felt like I would have to go back and take a look at this. Maybe somebody's already done the percentages. It felt like he spends a much higher percentage of the film behind the mask mm-hmm. than previous Batman. So it's what you want. Batman's. It's what you want. He gives you what you want, and it's. I feel like he really just took on that character. Like he was Batman. Okay. And um, what I really enjoyed about this Batman is one of the things from the comic books... Batman is obviously a, you know, his alter ego is Bruce Wayne, who's mm-hmm. a multi-billionaire who can afford afford all the cool toys. Yeah. Um, and is a brilliant hand-to-hand combatant and all that stuff. But what he also is in the comic books is one of the world's greatest detectives. Oh. Brilliant at solving crimes. Oh, I didn't know that. So. Okay. In this movie, it's much more of almost a film noir very dark um, and dreary, but at the mm-hmm. same time, just cool. Yeah. And it focuses a lot on Batman as a detective hmm. solving the crime that's, that's take solving the crimes that are taking place throughout the film. I did not know that. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It, it's okay. really cool. Okay. So it's not like he just shows up, you know, he's actually what do you mean? doing it. Yes. Like he's actually being a part of solving things. Yes. And okay. so, yeah, it's they do a lot of cool things in it. Hopefully, none of this is spoiler alertish. But some of the cool things they do in the film is because, uh, like, in the comic books and stuff, Commi- uh, Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, in this film, he's Lieutenant Gordon. Okay. Will bring Batman to the crime scene. Okay. Because he knows Batman has a way of looking at things differently than other people do. And it's like some of the cops have a problem with it. And yeah. And you're like, what is this yeah. freak doing here? And he's like, well, this freak, like, you know, yeah. solves he's, crimes he's and puts better, bad guys in prison. better than you. So what are yeah. you, you going to do? And uh, he's got cool toys in it, but they're a little, they're not as high techy. some of them. Oh, really? Um, so Do you like that? I do kind of like okay. it. Um, I'm sure as it goes on, he's going to get maybe a little bit more high techy because he's supposed to be in other Batman films. Yeah, how many films, films do, do we know? I don't know how many he's committed indefinite? to. Okay. I want to say he's committed to three, but I could okay. be wrong. I mean, that's pretty typical, right? Um, so, it is. Yeah. So, um, another thing uh, that I was going to say that I really like about this film is it does not put us through another Batman origin story. <sighs> Like, we know. 
We know we Batman. Know, yeah, we know. We know what's going on. I, we obviously, know why you're mad. We get it. You know, <laughs> so we obviously know at this point why Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. Yeah, and so it doesn't go through that. It obviously references his parents and things yeah. like that. Which but is that's all that we need. We don't need a flashback memory. No, you know, we don't need that. So when you first meet him, because you meet him right away, he's already established. He's already the Batman. Uh, his signal was already put into the sky. I don't know if this is a spoiler, so don't give me a yes or no, mm-hmm. okay? Do you meet Bruce first or Batman? If it makes like an exciting intro, then don't say anything. But obviously, if you don't say anything, we know who it is. I mean, they're the same. Well, I... But... You know what I mean. I... F- if I remember correctly, because I want to go back and watch it again. One little spoiler alert. This is two hours and 56 minutes long. Yeah. So you're in for a ride. I know. You keep you asking me, when are you going to watch it? Like, I have to dedicate yeah. like, this weekend. I can't do it right now. But I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of wasted time in it. Oh, Sometimes a movie can waste time. No, and time. that's fine. And it was. I thought it was all really compelling, I felt. it is As a Batman film, it's more of a slow burn. Okay. But there is action. Okay. He breaks some bones, let's say that. But I believe the first thing you see is Batman. Okay. Okay. He breaks bones. Oh. Oh. Ugh. Don't mess with this guy. Yeah. Yuck. Oh. Oh. The chills are endless right now. Okay. I am vengeance. Okay. So that's. I want you to do a quick difference of okay. Christian Bale, Bale v. I'm going to try. Rob. Okay. So. Here's Christian. We love it. We hate it. Christian Bale has the growl. Where were the drugs going? You know, he just kind of growls at you all the time. So exhale-y, you um, know? Like it's always an exhale. Robert Pattinson is really kind of more just of a of a rasp. So say this is his say this is how Bruce Wayne talks. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson's just gonna kind of talk more like this. Okay. He just kind of whispers. And lowers his voice some. Okay. Um, he doesn't to growl. almost make you lean in. Yeah, he doesn't you know? growl. Whereas with Christian Bale, it's like, dude, is, are your vocal cords okay? And Batman. <laughs> like, are you are you going to be okay? Or yeah, you know. Okay. Yeah, so that's the difference between the voice. Definitely way different Batmans. Christian Bale is a much more intense Batman. Um, like in the. I like Christian Bale, but he plays Batman just like, to, You think he needs to cool it? He just needs to cool it off a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Like, kind of like, like Voldemort. Take a Ricola. Yeah. You know? And, uh, like you went too hard yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Robert Pattinson is very... He's intense, but he's very cool and calculating. Yeah. And I like his vibe. I like that his okay. Batman costume is just... It's different. It's more realistic. Okay. If that makes any oh, sense, okay. realistic well, I'm looking. I'm excited to see it. And um, yeah, I don't want to give away too much, but it's. I thought it was really good. It is. It is a time commitment. I watched it throughout the course of a day. Okay, so when I had some time, I would watch 45 minutes. Yeah. And then I'd have to go do some stuff. And yeah. And I'd come back and watch like another 30 minutes. And yeah. Then, you know, come back. But do but, you think that? Okay. So I saw a review. I think we have talked about this before. That. I saw a review that Michael Keaton is somebody's favorite Batman, the best, blah, 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 the end. And Robert Pattinson took 
took the took the gold on that for them. Do you agree? Is he your favorite Batman? I think he might oh, be. Oh my goodness, this is insane. Edward, what are you doing, man? Oh gosh. The reason okay, I love I've always loved Michael Keaton's Batman. Okay. He was the Batman I grew up with okay. as a kid. Yeah. Um and uh, other than the Adam West Batman, the well, classic, but the uh, there were, it's funny that there are people who are like that, and I was one of them because Michael Keaton, when he was first cast as Batman, people were upset. Really? Because he had a reputation as a comedic actor. Oh, okay. Not a dramatic one. Okay. So people were kind of upset when Michael Keaton was Batman. But I can I thought, see that. I can I can see that. What but... I always appreciated about Michael Keaton was I thought he played a good Bruce Wayne. Okay. He, I think, has been the best Bruce Wayne of all the Batmans. Period. I think so. Okay. Um, I just feel like the vibes are so different. But, yeah, he also know? plays a more... He also plays a more... Um, Gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, he's more of a comic booky Batman, like a nineteen, like an like a pre Dark Knight Batman. Okay, okay. He's not not as, not as dark, really. He's not as frightening. Yeah, not as not as angry, maybe. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, I and get what you so, mean. and then you know, and then Christian Bale's just super intense. Val Kilmer is a good-looking Batman. Yeah, like, thank you. We're you not know? even going to talk about no, the George Clooney one. Okay, we can't. We it's can't. terrible. So, the three best Batman... Batmen? Bat- Batmans? Batmen? Batmans, I think. Um, These are the three best ones, and I'll just... Rank them. Ranks, okay. right? Number one. Okay, so if I rank them, I'll go Robert Pattinson, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale. And... Reason being, I like the dark brooding Batman. Okay. I think that's a cool Batman. Oh, okay. wait a minute. Darn it. I forgot about Ben Affleck. Oh, I thought that we were just skipping that too. No, he's good. I just can't. I can't. I think my top three are Robert Pattinson, uh, Michael Keaton, and Ben Affleck. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm glad that you kicked Christian Bale off of it. I thought you were going to kick. Okay. Oh. Okay. Woo! Man, that was almost a horrible thing that just happened. I was surprised when you didn't mention him, but I was like, okay, he has his own stuff. But so, oh man, how do I? Is say it a this? tie for third? We can have a tie for third. I think it's a tie for second. Tie for second. Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck. My, Are you for real right you now? You haven't seen Ben Affleck's Batman. And I don't. It's just, he's the same as Tom Cruise to no. me. What a cheese oh. ball, man. No, he's not a cheese ball in this. All right. So Let me look him up. Michael okay, Keaton keep, plays. Keep talking. Michael Keaton's the best Bruce Wayne. Um, okay. And Robert Pattinson is a brooding, like, dark He's the Dark Knight, you know, okay. like he's, he's vengeance, you know, he's the one who's, he's going to clean up Gotham up. What I love about Ben Affleck's Batman that is different, and he's a Batman who's been around for a while. So when Batman, when Ben Affleck plays him in those films, he's been Batman for 20 years. Okay. So he's a Batman who has seen some stuff. Okay. And so because of that, he starts to go a little dark. How old is he supposed to be? Uh, Ben Affleck's Batman, I think, is supposed to be in his mid-40s. Really? Yeah, he's an older Batman who's been around for a while. 
Oh, okay. Um, okay. All and right. Okay, fine. He starts, he's seen some stuff and he's getting, he's kind of a, I don't know, he's a Batman who's willing to push, to blur the lines. Okay. He starts branding people with a bat brand. Oh, because a he, it's much. a death sentence if you go to prison and you have a bat brand. Really? Like Ben Affleck's Batman is dark. Oh, yeah. Real, that's a he starts bit to intense. get real dark and yeah, intense. Like, like uh, Christian Bale took it too far as an actor. You know, he's taking it too far for Batman. Like Batman needs to cool it. Yeah. Like you're going, you're going a little bit too hard. And I think I think he was a you know I enjoy those movies. The Dark Knight is probably the best Batman film ever made. It's a real. I mean, it really is. A lot a of that has to do good. with Heath Ledger's Joker. Yes. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm really interested to see where they're going to go with that potentially in this in these new do Batman. Do you think films. so? Do you think? Oh, okay. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, moving on, <laughs> moving on, moving on. All it took was a look. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> but it was good. Expectations I, met. My, and here's the thing. I feel like I have pretty high expectations for Batman, for DC stuff. Because oh, I, I love agree. DC. I think that you do, yeah. And I felt like my expectations were pretty well met with the Batman. I thought mm-hmm. it was really good. See, I feel like I have very low expectations for movies in general. And that my Mig. that my review of Dumbledore Secrets uh, probably should bum people out, you know? <laughs> hey, eighty five percent of audiences. I know, no, no, because it is exciting. Like it, it is, it is, and there's some very charming parts in it. With Family friendly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. For, I would... for if you would if you would let your kids watch the later. Harry Potter movies. Okay, so sure. like Order of the Phoenix to the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, okay. yeah. Because there's Maybe some... Maybe even Goblet of Fire. Yeah, because there's some serious uh, themes in there. Okay. You know, so... Yeah. FYI, it is rated PG-13. Yeah. But the Batman is a little intense in some situations where I would say little figgies probably and okay. probably need to be cautious. Okay. But... Little bit older figgies, I think, would handle it just fine. Yeah. Okay. But as an adult, see, because like my like son. Like a typical Batman movie. You know? yeah. yeah. So my son is eight. Uh huh. And um, I really want to watch. He loves, he likes superheroes. Yeah. Like his dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. Like his dad. Like his dad. <laughs> um, and I really wanted to watch this movie with him, but I thought, you know what? Yeah. I probably need to watch it first yeah. to make sure. What do you and think? So. I think most of them, I would say 80% of the movie, totally fine for him to watch. Okay. There's about 20% of scenes where for an eight-year-old, might yeah. be a little bit much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What do you think age-wise for your, like your opinion? You know, maturity is different for different yeah, kids, I guess. True. But I Fair would enough. say, mm, yeah, like nine or 10. It All depends right. on the age of your, the maturity of your figgy. Okay. And what they're used to watching. But so there's... my kids, what, 16, 17? Yeah. Because <laughs> eh. they're scared of everything. <laughs> your kids would, it's pretty dark for your kids, yeah. They get scared of Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. So. They can't even, I mean, we don't, they can't even look at the, 
the dangling chain where the goat used to be without yeah, see, yeah this Batman movie like I said he breaks some bones in some oh, scenes yeah see I can't even do which that, isn't so. bloody but you know you know what it's like oh the sound is worse than well blood. there's the sound oh, and then the limb bleh. bends in a way it's not supposed to oh, you know they, you see that oh oh yeah blah. it's Batman blah. Batman will break bones he won't kill you but he'll break bones Batman does not care Batman don't care he doesn't kill. No, I know. I mean, I'm Ben Affleck does. Up until oh, see, he went way too hard. No, that's what he's supposed to be that way. <sighs> okay. There's a point in the comic books where, in fact, I think so, it's so called ben the Dark Knight. So Ben Affleck was playing that Batman. He was playing Frank Miller Batman. Frank Miller's a comic book author, and okay. he wrote a really. I think it's called the Dark Knight series. So then, where is Robert Pattinson in that early or what? He's. So when Robert Pattinson plays Batman, he's been Batman for two years. Oh, so, so he's not that earlier long. in Batman's career. Yeah. He's still like, listen, I'll break your arm. I'm not going to kill you though, because that's a little bit much. He's not going to kill. Yeah, okay. he's a Batman with a code. Okay. He's a vigilante. Yeah. But a vigilante with a code of honor. I mean, we all love a little vigilante justice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I do. Oh jeez. Do you got a secret to tell us? Are you Batgirl? I mean. No spoilers. Oh, okay. So, no spoilers. All right. Well, Long intro. Does that sum up our movie reviews? I mean, there's a lot of movies. Okay. Hold on. Does that sum up your review? Yeah. I don't want to give away too much because yeah. it's available now for people to watch on HBO Max. So oh. go watch it. Yeah. So HBO, HBO does Max not sponsor us. Become a sponsor. Yes, please. Um, and yeah, same for Secrets. Let's go see it. It's mm-hmm. good. It's I want to go see it for yeah. sure. Um, okay, real quick because this is long and we still have quotes oh, and boats gracious. to do. Yeah, we do. And have this. emails. Oh, we have so much. Okay, but we also have another movie coming out this weekend, which is not fantasy by any means. But we're gonna try to twist oh, it my in gosh. that way because we have to. I know what you're talking about. The immeasurable. The unbearable unbearable weight of massive talent yes yes the nicholas Nicolas cage, cage we love you <laughs> yes we will see this i do love you nicholas cage you guys it comes out this weekend april 22nd and um What's you just rated? you have to see, it's oh yeah i don't uh don't know not everybody see it because it is rated, I'm assuming R, right? Probably. The unbearable weight Let's of massive see. talent. Confirmed R. R, okay. Okay. So no. Uh we'll we'll let you know. Down to a ninety three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It was a hundred for a long time. It was a ninety five two days ago. Really? Ooh. I think there are some critics I think there are I feel like there Haters are some. Hate. I feel like there are Haters, some critics that are just don't like any movies. Haters gonna hate. They don't. They're just not happy with their lives. So yeah. what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um. Go. Go be a food critic or something. Get out of here. You know. Um, yeah. Or just don't be a critic at all. Just go paint somewhere. By I yourself. used to be harsher on critics, but then I thought one time, you know, for every masterpiece they get to see like a Lord of the Rings, they also have to go to the theater and see... Sonic the Hedgehog um, (laughs) 2. Secrets of the Witch Boy 13. (laughs) Witch Boys Die Harder. And 
It's like... Is that a real movie? No, I just oh, made that okay. up. I combined several movies into one oh, title. Okay. And uh, so I, then I... Can we make a movie? This? Secrets of the Witch Boy 13, <laughs> Witch Boys Die Harder. We have to... and that so... sounds like something that Impractical <laughs> Jokers it does. would try to sell tickets to. You know when they try to sell oh, tickets? Yeah. <laughs> so... I have a little more sympathy for them because they see a lot of bad movies, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. That's the that's the episode title. <laughs> okay, we found the episode title. Uh, oh my yep. gosh. Okay. okay. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So, I can't pull it together. <laughs> anyways. Okay. We're going to do, we yeah. probably need to skip to quotes and boats and then we can do emails on the flippity flop. Yeah, okay. sounds good. Let's yeah. do that. So let's take a break. Uh, nope, we're not. We're just getting into our next segment. I can't speak. Our next segment, <laughs> Quotes and Bones. With Kelsey and Bob. Oh, Quotes and Bones. With Kelsey and Bob. All right, well, welcome to Quotes and Bones. With Kelsey and Bob. Where I give you a quote. And I deliver a boat. You do. Into the dock. Yep, into the dock. You just, like, straight up. I ordered it online. Showed up. Two-day shipping. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. No, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. No. Strings attached? Delivery delays. Mm. No chain of. Typical. Whatever delays. Yeah. No. What was I going to say? Chain supply issues. Supply chain. Thank you. Oh, okay. Well. Chain supply, chain supply, supply chain, tomato, yeah. tomato. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There we go. I'm still a giggle guts about... <laughs> I can't. I'm just still a giggle guts. I'm just a giggle guts right now. Oh, gosh. All right, so quotes. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, ready. I hope that you get this because you will be... Either you're going to go, boom, I know it, or it's going to frustrate you and you're going to be super embarrassed. Okay? <laughs> okay. Are you Ready. Ready. It's not the years, honey. It's the mileage. Indiana oh, Jones, okay. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dang it! Ugh. Yes! I was hoping I would trip you up, then you would like be embarrassed. No! And then, you know. Oh, okay. I know my Indiana Jones. Okay. I know it well. All right. If you hear me chomping, it's because Bobby brought out these wasabi and soy sauce blue, al- blue diamond almonds. Uh, incredible. They're really good, and I can't stop eating them. If you them. haven't tried, delicious. We have two potential new sponsors, HBO Max and Blue Diamond Almonds. <laughs> and the Witch Boy. <laughs> and the Witch Boy series. Thank you. Secrets of the Witch Boy. Okay. All right. Well, that was an easy quote. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your favorite part of that movie? Rages of the Lost Heart. Uh, my favorite part of the mm-hmm. movie is... All of it. Oh, gosh. It's probably when, which I can tell you a backstory behind this if you're interested. I don't know if I've told this on the Fig Pod before. Super interesting. But um, <laughs> that was super sincere sounding. I'm just um, when Indiana Jones is fighting them in the market, trying to g- rescue Mary and Ravenwood. Okay. And the crowd parts, and there's this big brute of a guy. He's been fighting them with his whip and his fists and everything. This big guy like shows up with a huge sword, scimitar, I think it is, and he's like waving it around, like ha ha ha, like laughing at Indiana Jones. And Indiana Jones just looks at him and kind of like rolls his eyes and takes out a gun and goes boom, and just shoots it. 
And real quick, the behind the scenes of that scene, Harrison Ford was supposed to have a big epic fight with that guy uh-huh. and his sword and, and with Indiana Jones' whip. Okay. But Harrison Ford showed up to the set that day sick as a dog. Oh, Could really? barely move. And they were trying to figure out what to do. Just and I can't remember if it was Harrison gun, Ford or Steven Spielberg who came with the idea, what, like, why don't I just pull out a gun and shoot him? And they were like, Well, and then there you go. Perfect. And that's your favorite scene. Yeah. So I love there it. you go. It's awesome. Okay. So. I just thought of this real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw this meme the other day. It doesn't have to do with Harrison Ford. It has to do with Brendan Fraser. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, it said, Anytime I travel, when I book a hotel room in the special request, I put, Please. Please display a picture of Brendan Fraser from The Mummy. And then the picture is a framed photo. And it said, thank you so much. I don't even know. Like, Doubletree Phoenix for finally doing this for me after so-and-so years. And it's like a framed photo on the bedside. What? Of Brendan Fraser. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that tickled me. So Yeah, well, yeah. you're tickled okay. quite a bit I know, tonight. I know, yeah. Okay. All right, so quote or boat me. Okay, let me pull this up here. This could be got really quick or not. I don't really know. Okay. It's a bit of a riddle. Okay, closing my eyes. What did one sailor say to the other when they had the same problem? What did one sailor say to the other? Um. Hmm. What did one sailor say to the other? When they had the same problem. When they had the same problem. Anchors away. No. Anchors away. I don't know why that's in my head now. Um, hmm. Give me a hintsy hint. It is a common... Nautical term. Okay. No, no. It's a common phrase that people use when they have the same issue that they're facing. Like, you and I would use this phrase. Have we? I'm sure that we have at some point. We've known each other for... So we have the same problem. 15 years. Yeah. We have the same problem. We have the same problem. Like, I... like We're in the same boat. Oh! High five. There you go. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Looks like we're in the same boat. Yep. Looks like we're in the same boat. Oh, wow. And then he gets thrown overboard. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh, real funny. Real funny. Real funny, witch boy. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say the same thing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. We have too much fun on this podcast. (laughs) We switched it up. We flippity floppity. Is that what you said? On the flippity floppity. Tippity toppity. Okay. Bibbity bobbity. Give me the soppity. <laughs> there we go. All right. So we do have some emails though mm-hmm. that we're going to get to real quick. So uh, we have asked for recommendations for our next chapter by chapter. So we're going to catch up on that real quick. Yes. Um, we have one from our good friend Colin. We do. 
And Colin writes, Colin has uh, a couple of suggestions. He says, one of my figlets made the suggestion of doing the next chapter by chapter every other week Mm. or a few weeks on, then a week or two on something else so that it doesn't feel like such a long stretch. And then in parentheses, parenthetical, variety is the spice of life. Mm, True that. As for specific suggestions, I would love to visit the Wizard of Earthsea trilogy from Ursula K. Le Guin. Okay. Or the Dark is Rising sequence from Susan Cooper. Okay. But think that something from Narnia might make more sense for a broader audience. Also, happy birthday, Bobby. It was my birthday last week. It was, and I did not mention it. I'm so sorry. Okay. After I edited it and everything, I was like, oh, And you made such a big deal about your birthday. Yeah, well, you know, what are you going to do? No, what are you going to do? I care about myself. So, it was. Fair. I did realize it. Pretty quickly after I edited it and posted it. And I appreciate... I was like, oh, man. I appreciate that I at least crossed your yeah, mind. Yeah, you crossed my mind, like, briefly, and then... Yeah, that's okay. I did text you happy birthday, like, right when I woke up that morning, though. So... You did? There's that. Did you wake up at 11.41? That is not true. <laughs> I texted kidding. you at, like, 7 a.m. I'm kidding. Whoa. I'm kidding. Haterade. I'm kidding. I'm just... Okay, all right. So, I'm just like on the wizard. Yeah, I know. We're we're very tickled. Okay, Wizard of Earthsea. Okay, Mm -hmm. Dark is Rising, and Narnia. Three suggestions. Okay. Okay. So, let us know what everybody thinks of those. I'm gonna have to look up Wizard of Earthsea. Yeah, same. And the Dark is Rising. I've heard of that. I know I've heard of that. I feel like I've heard the name Susan Cooper before. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I could be thinking of Susan Collins. Oh, true. Is that the Hunger Games mm-hmm. author? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. Um, and then Narnia, which we we kind of dabbled with the idea of Narnia already. Yeah. My uh, only concern with Narnia is mm-hmm. that there are seven books. But we don't have to do all seven. I know. Yeah, I know. We'll see. We want you guys to weigh in even we do. more. Um, but also chapter by chapter every other week. I feel like every other week would be too much, but I like the idea of like three on, one off. A few weeks on Almost. and then a break. Yeah. Yeah. Three on special episode. Three on special or something like that. Yeah, special like episode about like a character or a movie yeah. or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a shoot in the breeze about which boys. That's, you know, what you are know, you, what are you going to do? They're, know. they're coming up. They, uh. They die harder, so. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. All right, we have one other email to get to. Go for it. All right, this is from Emily Schroeder. What up? She says, hi, Bobby and Kelsey. Hi. Um, notice my name comes first. It does, I know. And it says, I am it's an original. It's alphabetical, so. Um, yeah. Also, the talent's over on this side of the oh, table. But <laughs> um, I'm an original listener. Thank you so much, Emily. Yes, thank you. And I really love the show. Thank you again. In episode 44, you guys asked for fantasy book recommendations, Mm. and I have one that could also work for a chapter-by-chapter series. All right. The Land of Stories, colon, The Wishing Spell by Chris Colfer. It is a full series, so you could continue reading after the chapter-by-chapter readings, and even as... 
And it even has prequel and supplementary books. Wow. Okay. Sounds very Tolkien-esque. Yeah, seriously. Or uh, Rowling-esque, too. Yeah, yeah. You can look up the book description for yourself, but in short, it's about twins, a boy and a girl. Okay. Accidentally travel into the fairy tale world, where all the stories are connected and given more context than we may have thought. I love that. I love that idea, love too. love that idea. I've started reading these books when I was nine. Okay. And at 18... I'm still reading the new books as they come out. So this series apparently oh, so is still ongoing. It's yeah. continuing. Are they technically children's books? Yes. But when has that ever stopped yeah. any of us before? Not above that. Very true. Not I mean, The that. Hobbit is technically a yeah. children's book. And we're all about that yes. life. And mm-hmm. Harry Potter? Yeah, yeah we're children. all about that life. Even if you guys decide that this book isn't a good fit for some chapter-by-chapter episodes, I still think it would be worth your time to read, alone or with your children. Thanks so much for a great show, an original figgy, Emily Schroeder. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for writing in. I'm so glad to hear from you. It's awesome that we get an email from an original figgy. Yeah, it's so fun to hear. It is super fun to hear. Yeah, yeah. I have already started looking up the land of stories, and okay. I'm super interested. Oh, okay. All now, right. Yeah, I, I roughly looked it up on Amazon to see, uh, you know, reviews, what it's about, yeah. things like that. It seems interesting. Now, so, Colin, your suggestions, I am going to look up yeah, and take we need a look, to look as that up. well. Yeah. So, so these are our recommendations so far. We have four of them. Okay. Wizard of Earth Sea. Mm-hmm. It's a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Dark is Rising. Okay. Sequence. I'm not sure how many stories that is. Um, Narnia. So the Chronicles okay. of Narnia. Classic one. Yep. And then from Emily, we have the Land of Stories series. Okay. Maybe So we on, have four options thus far. Maybe when we get closer, we do a poll on Instagram? Maybe. Can you do polls on Instagram? You can. It's this weird thing, you know? You know, I don't... Technology eludes me. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, But yeah, we'll look into all of those, see what fits best if we decide, or if uh, we ultimately want you guys to decide, we'll do that. Yeah, just so you guys know, yeah, children's stories do not scare us. Chronicles of Narnia, I guess, could still be a children's story. So, I mean... I guess we prefer. I don't know. I guess. Maybe. We won't stop. Yeah, so... Uh, like the most mature thing we've ever talked about is what? Uh, Firefly? Cthulhu? Cthulhu, maybe. That's pretty mature. Yeah. Yeah. Um, basically, what we're saying is we're immature. Yes, at heart, but we are professionals out in the world. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so sponsor us HBO Max yeah. and Blue Diamond Almonds and let this be our profession. Yeah. So there you go. Exactly. All right, well, there we are. We made it through this intro, which I, is our longest one. We always say it's so long, and oh this gosh. is the longest well, one. Well, technically, this is our second segment. That's true. Yeah, okay, But fair at this enough. point, we've already been talking for almost an hour. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. We had a lot to catch up on, though. We did. Um, but... And we're, we're giggly guts tonight. We are just giggle guts, yeah. Giggle um, guts, that's it, yeah. Um, okay, so without further ado... Adieu. Adieu. Let's uh, take a quick break for a word from our sponsors before we get into the meat of our episode.
All right, and welcome back. Uh, thank you, Christian Bale, for leading us out into our uh, sponsors. You know what? Christian says you're welcome. Yeah. He had to leave. He, he had just to stepped leave, yeah. in for a moment. Well, we had um, to pay him so much to just say meat. Meat so. cost us 100 grand. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, thank so. you so much for all of your contributions. They just went down the drain. So. <laughs> um anyways so we are in our second episode of dynamic duos we are yeah we are and uh as our little hintsy hint went last week uh i'm sure some people can guess where we are did we have a hintsy hint last week we did i said that we are traveling to kashik 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 yeah. It's an elongated E. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. lot. Uh, but if you didn't catch that, here's another one. We got our sources from Wikipedia, mm-hmm. um, along with prior knowledge and real just wit and charm, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But definitely not HarryPotterFandom.com. No, I definitely did not delete that from the previous <laughs> um, outline. Uh, but... So let's talk a little bit about who. We are talking about our favorite intergalactic smugglers. Mm. Ooh, can you say that? Intergalactic smugglers? I mean, Firefly? Oh, well, oh, I, mean, I mean, these guys are more iconic. Yeah, they are. Okay. Okay, fair. Okay. Okay. This episode's probably going to take longer than 12 parsecs. (laughs) Oh, there we go. There we go. Which is a unit of time, not measurement. Not distance. Not distance. Sorry. Unit of time, not distance. In 12 parsecs. Right? Or is it it the other one? No, no, no. No, no, no. No, it is a unit of distance, not time. I think I messed up. No, because he did it in 12 parsecs. Right. Right. But in reality, I believe a parsec is a unit of distance. Rather than time. What is a parsec? Because you can't do distance in less than the distance. A unit. Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. Parsec is a unit of distance. Equal to 3.26 light years. Okay, one parsec corresponds to the distance at which the mean radius of the Earth's orbit subtends an angle of one second of arc. Yeah, so clearly. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Yeah, Thank perfect. you so much. Anyways, so anyways, moving on. Anyways, none other <laughs> yeah. than Han Solo mm-hmm. and Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Does he have a last name? <laughs> oh, perfect. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So why are they? So, you know, we have Han and Chewie as a duo. Yes. Okay. Why are they so important to the story? You know, I read this... One time when I... There was a book that I loved growing up. Mm-hmm. When I say growing up, I mean as a teenager, up, okay. I guess. Like junior high up. And it was a book by Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. that was called The 100 Greatest Stars of All Time. Mm. And it had so many different things in it about different actors and things like that. And it was really cool. I'm interested to know later on if you know who the number one star of all time was. Or if you want to guess of right all, now, you of can. all time. All time. 
in Entertainment Weekly, according to Entertainment Weekly. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say Mickey Rooney. Mm, false. <laughs> Didn't even make the top 100. Gosh. Here's looking at you, kid. Play it again, Sham. I don't know. Humphrey Bogart. Oh. Too According old. to them. Too old. Was number one of all time. But Harrison Ford made this list. Oh. Okay. As he should. I mean, I agree, um, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. So anyways, this is a long, like, sidebar to say that why are they important to this story? I think they're important to this story because in this book that I read, it also talks about the essential films of each actor or actress. And Harrison Ford, obviously, one of his essential films was Star Wars because mm-hmm. it turned him into a megastar. And it said... Mark Hamill played the nominal lead, but Harrison Ford is the film's backseat driver. Oh, absolutely. So Agreed. Han Solo, like, you've got Mark Hamill, who plays Luke Skywalker, who we love. Kind of. And you've got Carrie Fisher, who plays Princess Leia, who we love. Who we love, yeah. But they're very pure, very... Um, you know, flawless almost. No, but we've talked about this before that you're not supposed to like love a main character or the main protagonist. A lot of times you don't identify with them. That Well, that's my thing. You know? you, yeah. I think you love them because they're altruistic. Yeah. But the guy that you identify with is mm-hmm. Han Solo. Absolutely. Like if I was in Star Wars, oh yeah. I'd be Ooh. Han Solo. You would shoot first. Han shot first. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, bottom line. Yeah. Scrappy. And then so he's really the guy who like the movie doesn't happen without him. No. Han gets Obi-Wan and Luke where they need to go. Not even that. He showed up and destroyed Darth Vader. At the last second, so Luke can destroy the Death Star. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, well, okay, spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> I, is it? 1977, is it, yeah. spoiler if, alert. If, you, if, I mean, don't get out of here, but. So, know. Han Solo is, so Luke obviously is the Jedi in waiting, mm-hmm. ultimately becomes a Jedi Master. Leia is busy being a awesome general leader of the Resistance. Yeah. You got to have somebody there who is real. Yeah. And who the people love. Because at the end, who like. He's selfish. He is selfish. Yeah. No, there's no question well, that Well, that's he what is. I'm saying. Like, we all are. And that's. Luke's not relatable. Leia's not relatable. Yeah. See, these guys are like. Luke's a wizard, he's a space wizard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leia is this amazing, like, political military leader. Yeah. Who grew up just in a in a different tier than anybody. Yeah. Really. Like just Everybody yeah. else is Han. Yeah. And you gotta have a best friend. You have to have a best friend. And your best friend who stands beside you, no matter what, is Chewbacca. Yep. No matter what. And that's why they are... So, I think that's why they are so important to the story. Agreed. They're the, they're the characters that people identify with. Agreed. Yep. When I, when I was a kid, I'm, and I'm being dead serious. When I was a kid, all my friends wanted to be Jedi. I wanted to be Han Solo. I'm not going to lie. When I played Star Wars, I was Princess Leia. So. Okay. 
mean, I don't know. <laughs> Meh. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't dying to be chewy or anything, well, you know, yeah. so. No, I um, No, or but I can... agree. I agree with you that uh, they're the relatable ones. They're the ones that no matter what, they will choose one another. Yes. Above anybody else. And I think that we need to see that. You know, Luke will choose, I mean, Luke will choose anybody if it's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. As would Leia, really, you know. You know what? As much as Le- Leia is a great leader, she is. Yeah. And she's one still of the, a politician. Well, I was going to say, one of the she's a little bit Dumbledore-ish. Mm-hmm. The greater good. Mm-hmm. For the good of the... She will yep. sacrifice the few for the good of the many. Yep. For the greater good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. And to the point where, like, I mean, kind of like you said, they would peace out yeah. if it bettered themselves. For sure. And don't we all have that in all of us? We do. But, you know, like you mentioned too, though, even though when it seems like they do that, he comes back and no, takes out some Vader. that's the thing. They do that, but they still always do the right thing. Yes. Always. Even if it doesn't even seem in their nature. Right. You know? So, um, and I think that Chewie has a lot to do with that. <laughs> I think that Chewie's You the... think Chewie chews out Han a little I... bit? <laughs> oh, didn't. Yeah. I I'm think telling so. you, I'm coming to gold yeah. tonight. Yeah, I think so. I think that, uh, well, we'll get into that, the dynamics of the two in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our first introduction to them as a duo, okay, is, and this is not chronologically, you know, the, the way that the movies were released. Okay? Correct, yes. So we first saw them in A New Hope when Obi-Wan hires them to take Luke himself and the droids to alderaan yes okay um and when we i mean when you first meet them you don't think that they're really gonna be a big part of the story really no not really yeah um and i wonder if that was the intention at first i wonder what the intention was i wonder if it was always they were gonna be around the whole time or what oh i think so you think so yeah because i think that george lucas had you know george lucas had his story in mind true yeah so i think that han and chewie were always going to be a significant part but when you meet them in that bar or um tavern or whatever you want to call it um i can't think yeah yeah, anyways on tatooine yeah you think who are these dudes? Mm-hmm. These backwater guys. Yeah, yeah. You don't think much of them, that's for sure. No, but they become like this guy from Entertainment Weekly. Ty Burr is his name, I believe, who writes this. Says that he become like, Harrison Ford becomes the backseat driver of the Star Wars series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So. And, you know, as we're introduced to them, we... You're slowly introduced to more and more of them to where you don't even realize that you're developing that connection. Yes. I feel like. Agreed. Um, it's like that slow burn, you know? Yeah. yeah. Slow so, burn. Yeah. Uh, like a but, witch boy. Yeah. <laughs> like a witch boy. <laughs> um, but not only that, but you, I mean, even 
midway through A New Hope, you realize, wow, these two will not be without each other. Oh, Han like, and Chewie? Yeah. No. It's the two of them and that's it. No, I agree with that yeah. completely. Yeah. And that's why in <laughs> Empire, yeah, I mean, oh my goodness, when they're separated, it's just devastating. It is devastating for them. Yeah. yeah. Devastating. They, so They don't know what to do without each yeah. other. Yeah. Um, and then after the war, and uh, so if if we recall in Revenge of the Sith, it's Revenge of the Sith where we see the Kashyyyk scene. Yeah, yeah. where Chewie yeah. rescues Yoda. Correct. In Kashyyyk, mm-hmm. and <laughs> I don't know. No. And uh, the it falls pretty much, and then uh, the Wookies retake Kashyyyk. Mm-hmm. After the war, and Chewie returns home to his family, and that is where they go their separate ways. Hmm. That is a sad day. Okay. Wait, Han and Chewie go their separate yeah. ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In which movie? In uh, after the events of um, Return of the Jedi. Is this in books? It is in canon. Okay, so that yeah. must be in a book. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Chewie returns home and starts a family. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What? It just makes me sad. That oh, was my that was my Wookiee mourn. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's sad to think about. But on the same token, Han does the same. So. Well, Han's got a girl. Yeah. He's like fine. Name Leia. Yeah. Who happens to be a princess slash general. Yeah. So. Yeah, He's like, listen, it. I'm set. I'm good. Listen, Chewie. No more smuggling for me. It's time for you to go home, yeah. Chewie. All right, so let's talk about Han individually Okay. as a person. All right? So Han has an interesting story. He actually starts off in the Empire. Yeah. He, Shocking. Yeah. So Shocking. He's, he's from the planet Corellia, mm-hmm. which, interesting enough, in... Uh, a New Hope. Mm-hmm. When you so Han has different pants in the movies. Yeah. So in A New Hope, his pants are he's got you know the dark, really dark blue slash black pants, mm-hmm. but with red horizontal stripes going down. Yeah. Those are Corellian blood stripes. What does that mean? So he's from Corellia. Yeah. Corellian, mm-hmm. and blood stripes is I think it just has to do with being from there. So if he's from Corellia, oh okay, he has Corellian so blood, like blood pr- stripes proud, on his uniform. Proud of where he's from. Yes. Okay. And in uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, those stripes turn to gold. Because. Unclear, really. Oh, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't really know. I oh, mean, okay. there's probably an explanation, but in those movies, the stripes, the horizontal hmm. stripes on his pants are golden instead of red. Okay. So, okay. A New Hope, he gets a different kind of look in general. So, in A New Hope, he's got the long sleeve white shirt with the V-neck, plunging yeah. V-neck, Thank and a you. vest. Yeah. Oh, my gracious. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> and in Empire... And, uh, well, he's got a few different outfits in return, but in Empire, it turns into a jacket. That's right. Okay. And then the gold stripes. Which is, I think, I think that look is classic Han Solo. Agreed. That's how I dressed up when we did our Star Wars Halloween and you were Darth Vader. 
Very true. Yeah, and yep. I was Han. Yep. So Very I true. did the long sleeve look with the gold stripes. Oh, you did gold. I did. Okay. I did do okay. gold. All right. So, so he's from Corellia. Proud of it. Proud of it. Mm-hmm. Corellian blood stripes. Mm-hmm. Anyways, serves as an imperial cadet. Okay. So we know that Han wants to be a pilot. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen right away for him. No. So he's like in the infantry sort of and stuff like that uh, with the Empire. He because been- it just seems like when you're on that planet, that's just what happens to you. On Karelia. Yeah. 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 So like that's just what happened. Well, he's almost end. like a slave. Well, yeah. Yeah. On Karelia. Yeah. And so infantry is kind of the best you can hope for. Mm-hmm. You know, front lines of the Empire. Mm-hmm. So he used to kind of dress like a stormtrooper yeah. is what he looked like. Well, um, what are you going to do? And eventually he becomes a smuggler. Mm. All right. The greatest. The greatest one. Yes. Of them all. So that's just a real quick little... Because, okay, with Han, we have some backstory, but not a ton. Yeah, we don't have a lot. Uh, yeah. The solo is a good is a good one. But really, backstory-wise, that's the basics. Yeah, so yeah. Solo, I think we've talked about this in previous episodes, I think it's a little underrated. Oh, I thought it was great. As a Star Wars movie. I thought, I it, thought it was pretty good. You know me with Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah. So, whatever. No, yeah, I yeah. know you're probably not. No, it was good though. I liked it. I liked it too. I think the actors did great. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So that's kind of the basics for Han. What do we know about his life partner, Chewie? Chewie. All right, so let's talk about Chewbacca. Okay. Yes. So he is from Kashyyyk, and he was a milit. I'm just going to give every pronunciation so that I cover all my bases. I mean, it's three Y's. Yeah. Kashyyyk. I mean, that's literally not in the English language. So. No. Um, and he was actually a military leader. Yeah. And I don't think that you get that vibe from him in New Hope, Empire, Revenge. Or Return, Sorry. No, I agree. I think in some ways, a lot of times in the original trilogy, he's almost comic relief. Yes, yeah. And he was a prominent <laughs> military leader. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, for example, like mentioned before, we see him save, save Yoda in he, Revenge of the Sith. Yes, uh-huh. Um, and he was captured during that Clone War and imprisoned. Oh. Okay, so, which brings us mm-hmm. to how they met. Yes. And we we do see this in Solo, how they meet. We do see this in Solo, which, guys, it's canon. It Well, yeah, it is. Because Disney bought Lucasfilms. It is canon. So this is a Disney film from the Lucasfilms division. Yeah, so back off. So, mm, no. okay. Okay. Anyways. All right. No, but here's the thing. Kelsey and I, and you guys can differ Yeah. on this. I think that, uh, oh gosh, what's the second movie of the new trilogy? Oh. Force Awakens, blah, 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 Rise of Skywalker. Well, clearly... <laughs> the Last Jedi. Fact. The Last Jedi. Wow. That was Gracious. special. Yeah, okay. that was super special. So, The Last Jedi, I agree, guys. Not a good movie. Well, clearly, clearly, it didn't leave a lasting impression. Well, it did a, a bad one. I yeah. tried to blot my, my subconscious has tried to blot it out. I have never rewatched any of those. You've only seen each one once? Mm hmm. 
Really? I haven't had a real desire to. Fair enough. Yeah. So, The Last Jedi left a bad taste, I think, in a lot of Star Wars fans' mouths. Mm -hmm. And so, I'm pretty sure that the movie that came out after The Last Jedi was Solo. It was, yeah. Yeah. And, and it I, did very poorly. <laughs> yeah. And I think Star Wars fans took out their anger on Solo. Yes. Which was sad because it it was really good. I actually thought it was a pretty good movie. It was very good. I did enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, this is canon. This is from Solo. This is how Han and Chewie meet. Chewbacca was a prisoner. Mm-hmm. And Han, at one point, is thrown into a pit to be killed by a beast. Yes. And when this beast comes out, we go, oh, that's Chewbacca. Well, I know this is going to end well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so. you know how, you know it's going to end okay. Mm -hmm. Because Han is supposed to be killed because he's imprisoned as a deserter. Mm -hmm. So he's thrown into this pit. Chewbacca is supposed to kill him. Which, I mean, it looks like he's going to do. It definitely looks like he's going to kill him at first. Yeah. 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 Oh, it does. Because, yeah, Chewie's growling. He's snarling. I mean, he's done it before, clearly. But then Han, and does it explain how he knows this? I was just about to ask that. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember either. But yeah. Han knows Chewie's language. Yeah. He's able to speak, pronounce Sh that word. Shirawook. Shirawook? Shirawook. Is how you, is the language of the Wookiees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he speaks to Chewbacca in his native language. Yeah, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. yeah. And they become fast friends as a result. Mm -hmm. And escape, really. They sure do. Yeah, they just escape together. And that's all that it took, I guess. Um, but, you know, I do, you know, learning a different language is a lot. It, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I am interested to know how Han acquired that language, learned it. Yeah. Do they even Does explain it in the movie? Does he more languages than that? I don't know. In the original trilogy, uh, Chewie speaks to him in Shirawook, and yeah. then Han speaks to him in well, English. Well, that's what I'm <laughs> saying, because Chewie receptively knows English, mm -hmm. but can't, but does not speak it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, but... Maybe he's incapable of it because of his vocal cords. But Han never... Really only in Solo, Han speaks Shirawook. Yes. Maybe to gain respect. Maybe. Yeah, so... It's very true. Yeah. Um, okay, so because Han helped him escape, Chewbacca then proclaimed a life debt to Han. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, it was a 50-50 thing. So, I don't know. Chewy. Yeah, it is a 50-50 thing. No, I know. But, I mean, that's just the protocol of his... Oh, yeah. Of his people. No, definitely. Definitely. Um, You could tell he was stoked about it. Yes. Definitely stoked. He's been basically an imprisoned animal. Yeah. Yeah. Is how Chewy has been treated. And so, uh, so that's kind of how they became a team together mm -hmm. um and then after that as you talked about han became a smuggler and chewy did with him he did yeah he joins 
Han with as becomes a a smuggler slash pirate yeah. space pirate mm-hmm. space pirate uh, love part that. of Tobias Beckett's crew mm-hmm. who is played by Woody Harrelson mm-hmm. as we see in the movie Solo. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I just love that movie. It was. A good I one. think it is a good movie. Yeah, it was exciting. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, Especially because you see Darth Maul at the end. That's true, yeah. Which, I mean, opened a lot of questions for me because, you know, the the story of Darth Maul is extensive. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that except for in the novels. So... That's very true. Yeah. Um, okay, so then they eventually worked as smugglers for Jabba the Hutt. So that's kind of that tie into it. Yes. Uh, before they ditched some spices that they were supposed to smuggle. And uh, in doing that, made an enemy out of Jabba. Who is the Hutt family. They're they're gangsters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're basically like mafia yeah. bosses. Yeah. And so they've got a lot of money and a lot of resources. If you've ever seen the Godfather movies. Pretty much that. If you cross them, you're in trouble. Yeah. Of Tatooine. Yeah, they're like the mob bosses of Tatooine, which is an outer rim sort of planet. Mm -hmm. Um, There's not a whole lot of imperial control out there. Mm -hmm. So the huts kind of run the the business. And if you cross them, if your business partners with them, they're going to pay you Mm -hmm. and you're going to be okay. But if you do something they don't like, mm, they're coming for you. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's pretty much what happened. And so that's that's where we see that tension in the OG trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, because, you know, until, I mean, that CGI was added <laughs> in uh, New Hope. Oh, my goodness. In the new re, <sighs> remade Star Wars yeah. films. Jeez, yeah, George should have left him alone. Stupid. Um, you don't really understand the tension between them. Not until, gosh, is it Empire or Return of the Jedi where you find out he's crossed Jabba the Hutt? At the end of Empire is where he gets um, in the Carbonite. The Carbonite. Yeah. Boba Fett gets him. Yeah. Yeah, maybe return. You don't really understand what happened there. Yeah, you but know, even still, it's not made a big deal of. It's really not. Even though it's a big part of the story yeah, of return. Yeah. Um. So I guess you know. Okay, thanks for the explanation, but I guess. You know, but George went. Okay, George leave it alone. had just done the prequel trilogy mm-hmm. and he was super excited about the technology yeah, he had yeah. and he went a little crazy. I mean, he little had crazy. to have known it was going to look dumb, right? Well, at the time that was super. So at its time. I know, but it didn't match. It didn't match the agreed. original, you know? Agreed. He owned it though. He can do what he <sighs> yeah, wants. Whatever. But at the time, we look back now and think it looks super cheesy, but at the time, Jar Jar Binks was the most advanced CGI character in film history. Like people, Isn't that crazy. It's like, yeah, that's crazy. And then came Gollum. Yeah, I mean, so there you go. Blew that out of the yeah, water. Done. But anyways, done. What? How long after that? So not long because so Peter Jackson with Weta 
they did some pretty impressive yeah. stuff because I, so Phantom Menace came out in, I believe, 1999? 99, yeah. And then 2001 okay. is when. Dang. To but think you don't really just... see Gollum that much until 2002. Yeah, but still, that's not. But they had made. I think they made all three. I think they made all three films, or filmed all three of the Lord of the Rings films in eighteen months. Yeah, pretty successively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, after that, it was, you know, CGI, rotoscoping, Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. Could you imagine? Like, would you even know what you're filming? Just. Based on the CGI alone and the way that they shoot movies and things and how they're so out of order, you know? Like, what are we even talking about right now? (laughs) Well, you probably had to be familiar with the source material. Well, no, very true. But even still, if they're shooting three movies in 18 months, you've got to be a little lost at times. That's so fast. It's a breakneck pace, but the thing about... This is supposed to be about Han and Chewie, but... I know, sorry. The sorry. Lord of the Rings films, there's very little CGI, actually. That's true. Most of it no, is shot true. on scene in New Zealand, no green screens, and, like, all the costumes were made, handmade, mm-hmm. and, you know... No, so that's true. there's a lot of preparatory work. Yeah, yeah. But after that... The, filming got very true pretty good but anyways fair enough okay back to Han and Chewie back to Han and Chewie okay coming back um okay so why do we love them so we talked about why they're important to the whole story yes but why do we love them as a duo okay okay I love Han and Chewie for a number of reasons but one reason, so they fight like they're an old married couple. Yeah. Like something will go wrong with the Millennium Falcon. Han will yell at Chewie to go take care of this. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. you know, and everything. And they're banging on stuff and everything. But eventually it gets fixed. And then after it gets fixed, they're right back at it together. Mm-hmm. So they are 100% best friends. They always have one another's back. Yeah. And they they are willing to die for one another. Oh, yeah. I firmly believe that. Oh, definitely. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I you just don't want to, like, if you mess with one, you've got to go through the other. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. I love them because of their loyalty. Mm-hmm. And their love for one another, but they've, they've known each other for years, so they have disagreements. Mm-hmm. But they move on quickly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and never going to last. And they still support one another. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also, you know, the way that they work together is really interesting. So I think, one, because Han speaks English, we obviously hear him out yes. more often. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a little bit more vocal, I would say. Um, so he's more of the spearhead in the stances that they take. Okay. But okay. when you really pay attention to the conversation Chewie definitely has more feelings for other people than Han does I I think he is more empathetic for sure yeah yeah and so um I like how they work together on that because you can tell that they're equal partners you know um Han or Chewie listens to Han Han also listens to Chewie and hears him out I agree 
I would like to think that in New Hope, Chewie's the one that said, go back. I think you might be right. Yeah. He's the one that convinced Han. Yeah. But it's funny because I think they also use going, like, looking at A New Hope, they use one another to manipulate other people. Because Chewie's big and intimidating. Fair. Oh, yeah. So, Where like... he's really the softy. Oh, he's a big old... Yeah. yeah. He's a big old softy. Yeah. Um, but, like, they're playing that game of uh, chess. Oh, yeah. And he uh, <laughs> he's like... And Han's like, you better not make a Wookiee mad because he might just rip your arms off type of thing. Yeah. And then Chewie just kind of, like, puts his hands behind the back of his head. He's like... <laughs> yes, exactly. And, but it intimidates C three PO. Yeah, yeah. And I think they just—they know Chewie's not going to be a jerk. No, like as if he would rip C three PO apart. No, yeah, exactly. As he's gathering up all of his pieces in what is that Empire, Empire Strikes yeah. Back in Bespin? Yeah. yeah, crying about it. Yes. Yeah. No way. So, but that doesn't stop Han from going. You know, if you mess with a Wookie, you're going to get in big trouble. <laughs> And they just use that to their advantage. Oh, yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They know. For sure. Chewie's e- equally at fault of that as Han is. Oh, yeah. they are yeah. masters of the ruse. Yeah. Uh, also, they're, they're heroes, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're definitely heroes. So they're loyal to each other. They're equal partners. They're also heroes. Uh, like we talked about, they come back just at the right time in New Hope. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, it was very unexpected when they came back. It was because they tap out and you think they're not coming back. Yeah. I mean, I believed it. Because, you know, really we're led up to that point in the film. They seem sort of selfish. Yeah. Even though I guess they go in the Death Star and dress up like, well, Han dresses up like a stormtrooper. Yeah, but maybe he's scouting um, out the place, you know? Yeah, you don't really know. And he seems mad at Leia, even though I think you can sense the romantic tension. Oh, yeah, there's tension. But, yeah, they, in the end, they are heroic. Mm -hmm. And, like, in Return of the Jedi, they, Han gets made a general, yes? Or an admiral? Admiral. I think it's general solo. Oh, you think so? Okay. Well, you know. We'll have to double check. Yeah. Um, which is something that he's not super excited about, yeah. I think. But yeah. at the but he's not super excited about. But he also is kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I'm a general. Yeah. Um, and I th- what, what one thing that I think is interesting is Han has Han and Chewie have this notion of themselves. They're smugglers, they're doing what they can to survive, those types of people. And even though she can be snarky, sometimes Luke too, Leia and Luke always expect more out of them. Yeah. And because of that, I think it's because of their friendship with Luke and Leia and what those two want out of them Mm -hmm. that... It's kind of like whatever expectation you set for somebody, they're going to rise or drop down to that. Yeah, yeah. And they have high expectations for Han and Chewie. And so in the end, they rise to those occasions. Yeah. They rise yeah. to those roles. Well, because, yeah. I mean, their their loyalties finally extended beyond each other. Yes. In that. 
Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of rambled. But I no, hope it made uh, no, sense. I agree. I agree with that. Definitely. Um, and they fully trust one another. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just for an example, when Han is being frozen in the carbonite, mm-hmm. he uh, tells Chewie, I mean, Chewie's flipping out. Okay. <laughs> yes. He tells Chewie to calm down and take care of Leia. Yes. So he trusted Chewie with Leia. Oh, yeah. And to do what he needed to do to protect her. Absolutely. I mean, one of many examples, but. Oh, yeah. 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 They just, yeah. Always have each other's back. Mm-hmm. Incredible. They will put themselves in danger to save the other. Uh, for example, Chewie puts himself in danger to save Han from Jabba the Hutt in Return of the Jedi. And even though they are both imprisoned by Jabba, Chewie is overjoyed that Han is back and just yeah. happy to have his best friend there. Yeah, like he's in prison. Yeah. But he's <laughs> of like, Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> which is the worst place. <sighs> yeah. Just stoked on his life. And Han's like, okay, Chewie, okay. Han's like, I still can't see. Yeah, like, give me a break. Please, yeah, yeah, calm down. Please stop. Yeah. So, yeah, they just. They always love one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And are going to be there until the end for yeah. each other. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we really love about the two of them is how they communicate with each other. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So because Chewie speaks Shir- Shiru. What did Shir- we say? Shirawook. Shir- yeah, Shirawook. Uh, they understand one another when nobody else really can. So it gives them a whole different dynamic, a whole different level of closeness and Maybe exclusivity. An yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true. Because Han can go, what do you think, Chewie? And yeah. And Chewie goes, yeah. and Han's like, you know what? That's a good idea. Great and idea. everybody We're else is here. like, We're out of here. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with that, Han is the one who is Chewie's voice. To everybody else. He is. And Chewie trusts him with that. I mean, Chewie can understand him, so he never gets angry about what he says. So he's clearly conveying what Chewie wants to say. Uh, And he fully trusts him with his voice, really. No, that's that's true. That's something I haven't thought of before, but that's extremely true. Yeah, so there's that, I guess. No, that's, that's a really cool... Yeah, that's a really cool element that I hadn't thought of. Yeah. But yeah, Han is basically, he's, yeah, he's Chewie's voice. I mm-hmm. mean, Chewie will make a noise and everybody's like, what did he say? Yeah. It's like, oh, that's And Han cute. goes, oh, well, he's, he's not really happy about this. You. Yeah. you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, he's angry. He's going to rip yeah. your arms off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we talked about how, you know, when Han helped Chewie escape, uh, well, it wasn't on Corellia. Where was it? I can't remember the uh, plan. Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah. uh, he owed him a life debt. Yes. Okay. So, but what does Han say about Chewie? So Han says, I saved him. At least that's what he says. Mm-hmm. The big fuzzy fool. But really, he saved me. I was on a bad path. And Chewie, he put me straight. There you go. Which I feel like. So, this is how I view their partnership and their relationship. Okay. Han is the more clever of the two. Yes. Han's the idea guy. Han sees angles that Chewie doesn't see. Okay. And and stuff like that. 
But Chewie is the wiser of the two. Yes. Ch- and Chewie so is the, the slower, conscience. Yeah. The slower to act because yes. he's thinking through it all. Because yeah. like you said, in Return of the Jedi, you like to think, or excuse me, in, in A New Hope, you like to think that it's Chewie who's talking to Han and says, hey, buddy, we Turn really... Turn it around. We really got to go yeah. back. Yeah. And I mean, Han's, I definitely... I picture that. Han going, no, they don't care yeah. about us. And Chewie going, really? Because yeah, we've been through all this together, and I really do think that they like us, they care about us, mm-hmm. and we need to go back them up. And Han finally going, all right. You <laughs> yes. know? No, flipping that sucker back around. Yeah. yeah. So... But when it comes to schemes and things like that, Han is quick and Han's a few steps ahead, you mm-hmm. know, and he's he's good at that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. Chewie's the conscience and the wisdom. Han is the cleverness and the um, intuitiveness mm-hmm. sort okay. of thing. Okay. Okay. Agreed. How do you feel about that? I love it. I love it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. All right. So favorite part, fun facts. Uh, we love right. fun facts. We only have a couple, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, this was kind of said already. Yes. So, uh, although, so not super fun. Although Chewie cannot speak English, he can understand it for the most part. Yes. Yes. So, uh, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Yeah, the end. Uh, what's the <laughs> second fun fact? So oh, this sorry. one I didn't know about. I've never seen this. Have you? I've never seen this. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. But I really want to. I know. Han visited Chewbacca on Kashyyyk as seen in the Star Wars Holiday Special of 1978. So he cares about his family. He does. He does, yeah. And if you've seen the Star Wars Holiday Special, let us know. I'm sure we could find it it. on YouTube or something like that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, I've never seen it, to be honest with you. But I know it was a big deal. Oh, really? It was? Well, 1978 is the year after the original. Oh, was that soon after? Star Wars oh, A New Hope okay. came out. Well, because they didn't think it was going to be a big hit. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've seen interviews with Harrison Ford, and they go, what did you think about Star Wars? Did you think it was going to be a big hit? And Harrison Ford said he was like, what am I doing? I'm walking next to a seven-foot carpet. <laughs> like, what am I doing for like, my career? no, this is not going to be a big hit. Yeah. Give me a break. But then when it was a big hit, Harrison Ford said he was like, and like rubbed his hands together and yeah. was like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And he got all excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, that's never seen that one. I love everything Star Wars. I never have either. Yeah. But yeah. Han and Chewie. Han and Chewie. Chewie and Han. We love these guys. We do. So I, uh, yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. That's all we've got, I guess. Yeah, not maybe quite as deep as the relationship we see stretched across seven novels. No. Of Fred and George. Well, and, you know, the gene pool, so. And the gene pool. Yeah, yeah. But they're just a really cool duo. No, they are. Because they're so different. They are very different. They yeah. complement one another very well. Mm-hmm. They do, yep. Um, and really, they're the... I mean, they're the they're the characters people want to see. I think. Oh, I agree. Like I it agree. gets to a point on Dagobah where you're like, "All right, come on, like, Luke, figure it out, here, you baby." What are Han and Jeez, Chewie doing? Yeah, can we just cut to the Millennium Falcon, please? With the my walk. Oh my gosh. You know. I can't with that guy. He 
so obnoxious. Who? Oh, Luke. Sorry. Oh, Luke. I'm still okay. On Luke. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I get yeah. it. Luke's got Luke's got all this emotion he's dealing with, and and I get it. He's got a hard life. He's got all this stuff that's oh, going on. Yeah. But Han and Chewie bring us back to reality, and back to relatableness. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like yep. I see, I can jive with what they got yeah, going I on. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm selfish. This too. dude doing backflips with Yoda. Yeah. No, riding thank on him. You. No thanks. Would I like to make an extra buck by stealing sometimes? Sure. Yeah. You know. You know, and sometimes. Yep. I feel like a scruffy nerf herder. Well, I do too. Yeah. I mean, he's really the Robin Hood of it all. You know? He kind of is. Yeah. He well, really... sometimes. Sometimes. But sometimes he's Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, you can follow the journey on social media. You can email us at thefigpod at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at the Fig Pod, and you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash the Fig Pod. And please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss another episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. See you next week. See you next week.